chapter 2. You're uh, not going to keep you very long. The snow's really coming down. So somewhere in the world, not here. It's this is our, like I said this morning, this is our Louisiana Christmas. So this is, it's not so bad, right? I like it. So yeah, it's wonderful. And uh, anyway, uh, we're in Matthew chapter two. I was reading through the other morning, and I stopped. You ever, you ever read through your Bible, and then uh, you realize where you are. You have your marker, and for some reason, you're like, I don't know. I'm gonna start the chapter, but I'm going to start all over again today, and uh, I started all over again one of these days, and went back through chapter 2 again, and uh, something caught me, the Lord spoke to me here, I really, uh, really, um, really had to stop and look at this, I want to look at this this morning, or tonight, what, what is today, I hate these afternoon services, it messes me up, so this afternoon, alright, in Matthew chapter 2, we read the text just a little bit ago, and uh, Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king. And, and no doubt, the, all of the religious crowd, they should have known. Right? They, I, I, I was thinking about this. this is kind of, it's kind of on topic, maybe not. But I was thinking about this. Israel is still waiting for their Messiah, and Bethlehem is Palestinian-controlled. Yeah. I don't... I don't know what they're going to do about that. Well, I think I know part of maybe what they're doing about it now is maybe they want control back again and because uh, they're still waiting for their Messiah. And if they do know there's Old Testament scriptures, say he's going to be, to them, I mean, obviously the Messiah is going to be born in Bethlehem. So I don't know. Maybe that's a little bit of the impetus behind what they're doing uh, beyond a lot of other uh, things of eschatology, that, things that are unfolding now before us. But what their mindset is, I don't know. It's interesting. But Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of, of Herod the king, right? Rome allowed this Herodian family to, to have this position in Israel, although Rome was still over them all. It said, Behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem. Many believe the Parthian Empire, these kingmakers, they would come and, and they would recognize kings. Well, they were here in the east and they noticed the star, right? And they began to follow that star from the east. They went west, following that star, till it came over here at Jerusalem. And of course, we know what happens. They went and asked Herod. I don't know if you realize this. Herod was absolutely paranoid about his kingdom. I mean, he had his own brother killed. He was he was constantly worried about somebody uh, taking over the throne. And here show up these kingmakers, these these wise men from the Parthian Empire, saying, "Hey, there's a there's a king born here." And uh, Herod goes, oh, really? I want to know him because I want to worship him, too. No, he wanted to hack its head off, right? <laughs> but they said, okay. So they come out, and, and we can tell by the word of God that the, that star came and went, came and went, came and went. You know, I don't know how many times it came and went, but they saw it again, right? And they followed it, and it came over to Bethlehem. But time it got to where he was, the, as far as I can tell, he was in a house. He was probably not the infant, right? He was older, as said the child. <laughs> And uh, take, it took them a while to travel. They didn't hop on planes, right? And just kind of uh, take a quick flight over west. But here they are. They've come. They said, uh, the king, they've come to worship him. And when Herod the king heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. That's interesting, right? Because uh, they should have been expecting a Messiah. And so when he had gathered the chief priests, the scribes, all of the religious 
uh, gurus together, the people together. He demanded of them where, look at this, where Christ should be born. Because it's interesting, these, these wise men came looking for the one that is born king of the Jews. Well, Herod's like, I'm king. It's an interesting thing that he asked them where the Christ was supposed to be born. Where the Messiah was supposed to be born. They Listen, they knew a Messiah was coming and they've been looking for a Messiah for a few thousand years here. This wasn't out of the ordinary. So uh, they brought all the ones who would have known the scripture saying, where is he supposed to be born? They knew this and they said, well, in Bethlehem of Judea. Bethlehem Ephrata, right? They're in, in south of Jerusalem there. And in the land of Judah, art thou not the least among the princes of Judah? And so they're going to go find this Christ child. You know, cities can make people famous. If somebody's from New York City, it's like, oh, wow. Now, to us, they're like, New York City, ugh, whatever. But no, there's a status to that. There's a status to being uh, living and being from Manhattan. There's a status to living on the Upper East Side. There's a, there's a status behind this. And, and if you, or uh, boy, there's a status, uh, you know, Long Island and some parts of Long Island. Man, the wealth that's out there and the status that's there. This is old, blue, this is old money, blue bloods. I mean, this is old money in these parts. And to be from these parts, to be from these cities, I tell you, it can, it can make you somebody. It can really make you somebody. New York, L.A. I mean, these are famous type of cities, right? Chicago, right? Just, just uh, they can really make somebody feel like they are somebody when they go across the world. Yeah. But some people make cities famous. There are some cities that make people famous, but there are some people that put cities on a map. If I say Al Capone, what do you think of? Well, that worked. I thought, man, I hope this works. <laughs> Here's a good one. This one may not. If I say Larry Bird, what do you think of? Boston. Hey, good job. Boston Celtics. Yeah. No, some people put cities on the map. Some cities put people on the map, but then some people put cities on the map. There are some cities that aren't known for the person that supposedly made them great, or there are some cities that don't make anybody great at all. I think of Billings, Missouri. Pretty much southwest Missouri, right? You go through Billings, Missouri, and there is a sign there that says, Billings, Missouri, the home of Leon Rausch. Who's that? So watch, if somebody said, oh, Leon Rausch, they wouldn't say, oh, yeah, Billings, Missouri. If somebody says Billings, Missouri, somebody would go, oh, yeah, Leon Rausch. Well, who is Leon Rausch? Well, he started some country music uh, group called the Texas Playboys. He's in the 60s and the 70s. I mean, nobody knows who the guy is. And nobody knows who Billings is. What Billings is or where it is. We do, right? It's not bad. Little little stop in the road. But what I'm saying, there are some cities that make people great. There are some people that make cities great. And there are some cities, they just don't do anything for anybody. And there's some people that don't do anything for the city they live in, right? And so here we are. But there's another city here, Bethlehem. We looked at this morning, didn't we? 
six miles south of Jerusalem, about six miles. You know, one of the things that Bethlehem was known for was its aquifer. It was built on top of a great source of water. It was such a great source of water, actually, that they began to pump it into Jerusalem because so many of the sacrifices that were done at the temple really kind of got a little too much blood in the water, right? And so they began to, from what I've read, they began to pump uh, water out of Bethlehem uh, into Jerusalem. I mean, so, I mean, that's pretty good in a local sense, right? We looked at this morning that it was the birthplace of David. It was the birthplace of Boaz. It was the birthplace, at least we know of, of Elimelech. I don't know about Naomi, maybe Naomi, but at least we'd know uh, Elimelech was from there. We saw this morning it was the burial place of Rachel. It's a pretty important place. But it wasn't Jerusalem. It wasn't as great. I mean, you say Bethlehem, and most of the Christian world understands what you mean by Bethlehem. And you say Jerusalem, and most of the world knows what you mean by Jerusalem. Yeah. See, Bethlehem was great, but it's still a little tiny town. Right? The song even says so. Old little town of Bethlehem. I mean, it's small. Songs don't make stuff up. But really it is. It was a, it's a small town. I was there. It's Palestinian controlled today. You have to go across a border check and they have all their weapons. This was before, obviously, there's too much of an uproar. And, uh, and they go through your passports and your little ticket you have to have to get across or that the tour guide. When we got there, our tour guide could not take us on a tour of Bethlehem. There was a Palestinian Christian that had to do the tour because uh, the, the Jews weren't licensed to do the tours. You had to have a Palestinian do the tour. And so we went on the tour. We went, we went and saw exactly where he was born. And I'm telling you, it was it. Catholic Church said so. They built a church right there. And you know that is exactly where he was born. And it was awesome. Okay, I've had too much dessert this afternoon. I'm getting a little facetious. But, uh, but you no, know, but it, we, I, I've been there in Bethlehem. I've, I, I've toured at some of the old, old buildings that are still there. It's just an incredible place. But it really means something to us. And it doesn't mean as much to some other people in parts of the world. But you know here in our text, there's a little phrase here that's interesting. Right? And it says here, if thou be, And thou Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah. This is almost like an encouraging word. Bethlehem, you're not the least. You're small. Yeah. I, I mean, when, when, you, when, you, uh, when you think of Bethlehem, uh, what, what makes it great? It says, you're not the least, art not the least among the princes of Judah. You're little, but you're not the least. There was something that made Bethlehem great. It wasn't Boaz, although he was great. Kinsman, redeemer, what a story that was, huh? It, it, it's not David, although David was great, right? Jesus is going to rule from the throne of David. That's pretty great, right? But it wasn't him. 
It's not Naomi, although what she did, the illustration of repentance, the illustration of repentance in, in, in Ruth and how they went back home. And, and, uh, and you see that, that, that Old Testament picture of repentance in, in both of Ruth and Naomi. It was beautiful. And, and what came of that and what came of uh, Ruth and Naomi, oh, it was great, but it's not really what really makes Bethlehem great. It wasn't Rachel, although here she is, the mother of... Eight tribes or ten tribes? There's a couple others in there on top of or two tribes. Sorry. Rachel. Right. Uh, uh, what's that guy's name? Um, Joseph and Benjamin. Yeah, there we go. Wow. Too much sugar. <sighs> Got that out. Rachel, right? Technically, in, 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 in Jacob's eyes, technically his first, his, his first wife. I, I believe he obviously he looked at, he looked at Joseph. As his firstborn. Yeah. But that's not what made. That's not what made Bethlehem great. Though thou be. I'm sorry. In thou Bethlehem in the land of Judea. Art not the least. Among the princes. Of Judah. Now would you notice what it says here. I like this. For out of thee shall come a governor. Yeah. Who is that? Isaiah chapter 9. His name shall be called Wonderful Counsel, the Almighty God, Prince of Peace, Everlasting Father. Right? And the government shall be upon His shoulder. Right? That's what it says. The government shall be upon His shoulder. Uh, he, out of Him is going to come a governor that shall rule my people. Remember the context of this. These, the, the Herod has called in all of the religious uh, uh, theologians to ask them where the Christ was going to be born. And they said, well, according to the Old Testament, He's going to be in, born in, in Bethlehem. And it said He's going to come a governor and He's going to rule my people Israel. You see this, uh, though Bethlehem was not the greatest among the cities, it was not a Jerusalem, it was not an Egypt, it was not a Rome, it was not a whatever the great cities of the ancient world were, it was none of those. But something made Bethlehem great. And you say, I know what it is, hurry up. It's Jesus, the governor, right? This is what makes Bethlehem great. And many of those great people from Bethlehem, people, do you realize when you go through the list of who is from Bethlehem, people don't even realize it? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know that. I mean, some pretty great people. But that's not who put it on the map. It was Jesus. Because of Jesus, hope went out through all the world, out of Bethlehem, out of a little city, that was fairly unknown until Jesus showed up. For out of thee, out of thee, the Bible says, is going to come. Yeah. What made Bethlehem great was Jesus. You know, when I think of this, though, when we look at our own lives, we're not that great. Have you ever started thinking you're pretty great and then somebody would let you know you weren't? <laughs> I don't want sisters fighting in the front row yet, okay? 
Have you really, hey, have you ever been like prancing around like you're really good? And something came along and it's like, boom, you're not that great. <laughs> She's not here. She'll probably, hopefully she'll never hear this. My sister Jen was at a, oh, I shouldn't have said her name. Actually, she won't care. <laughs> Jen, that's short for Janika. <laughs> My sister, Janika. Anyway, <laughs> she, she was at summer camp one year and, uh. She was uh, waltzing through the camp, <laughs> and my brother grabbed her, and he said, your dress is tucked into your nylons. <laughs> yeah. Humility. Humility comes after an event like that. No, you can, no, we can really think that we're something, and I'm telling you what, we, we know this if we spend any time with ourselves, if we spend any time with our, in, with, with our faults and our failures, we know that there's really not much that, that is that great in us, right? I mean, after all, we're sinners. We're sinners by nature. We're sinners by choice. How, how many have been walking along with the Lord thinking you're doing really well? And boy, I tell you what, you found out, uh-oh. Yeah, not doing so hot anymore. Have you ever realized how insufficient you are in life? Have you ever realized in your life how much you just really don't contribute to society? Have you ever realized in your life how many people don't know you? Do you realize that of 8 billion people on the planet, there's about 7,999,999,999,999 people that don't know me? No, think that through. That's a lot of people that have no clue who you are. You say, well, I've done this and I've done that. Big deal. Sometimes the more you climb up the corporate ladder and you feel pretty good, you realize, you start looking around and you're like, oh, never mind. Sometimes when you start doing pretty well financially, right? Sometimes people are like, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, made a million dollars last year. Well, I know a guy who makes that in an hour. So what? He writes your check. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, I, you know, no, listen, here's what we, if you're honest with yourself and we come to the realization that, we're really not that great. No, there's some wonderful things that we can do. There's some great things that we can do. But when you look at the overall scheme of it, yeah, there's, there's not much there. There really isn't. But you know what makes us great, right? It's what made Bethlehem great. Art not the least among the princes of Judah. It's Jesus, right? It's Jesus Christ. You know what? We can get so comfortable with the fact and secure in our insufficiencies when you get secure in Christ. You know what you find out? You don't have to be great when He's great. <laughs> you don't have to be super when He's, he's the one who's in your life, right? Right? See, with Christ, watch, with Christ in your life, the world has hope out of your life. That's, that's fascinating, isn't it? Could you imagine, you lead one person to the Lord, you have no idea where that goes. You, know who, you don't know whose life they affect. I mean, I'm sure there's some in here and some that, in here that know other people that know other people. Of one person led to the Lord and where that went. You remember when Brother Weedo was here this summer, uh, his sons had a man that, he, that they visited Nine times they kept going back to his house, kept going back to his house, 
kept going back to his house. His name is Burton Gates. Burton Gates finally got saved down in Arkansas. And uh, you know what happened? Burton Gates got called to preach. And he went to Bible college, went off to inner city Philadelphia. And Burton Gates, is, if you knew Burton Gates, it's crazy. Yeah. Here he is in inner city Philadelphia. You know how many lives he's affected? Just a bartender. <laughs> yeah. If you listen to him preach sometimes, you're going, ooh. I'll tell you what, what an effect that God has gone, listen, not, you know, I mean, what God has done through one person, one person that has affected multitudes of people. See, with Christ, hope goes into the entire world out of one life, out of one life. See, with Christ, death becomes life. Death becomes life. Life was born, life, the eternal life, God himself was born in Bethlehem and made Bethlehem great. Yeah. Let me go on. You see, with Christ, things can be achieved that no one else ever dreamed. Yeah. I mean, you can look at a little town and go, what's it going to be? What's Nick's ever going to be? A little stop in the road, right, Brother Allen? Just a stop in the road, crossroad, nothing. Even clever showing up on the map. My goodness, right? Now you don't know. Yeah. Listen, in a, listen, in your life and in my life, there are things we saw in Sunday school this morning. There are things that can be accomplished for God that nobody would have ever imagined out of a life. Let me tell you some of the most, some of the weakest. Some of, some of the most ineffective, some of the most incapable people have traveled across the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ and changed continents. Yeah. Why? Because the Christ who was born in Bethlehem was born in their life one day. And out of them went hope. George Leal is one of the earliest, one of the first missionaries out of the United States. He was before William Carey. He was before Judson. And you never hear of him. George Leal. George Leal. He was, a, he was a slave in South Carolina. He went to church with his owner, a Baptist church in South Carolina. He got saved at that church one day. And his, 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 uh, his owner allowed him to go to all different plantations and he'd preach. Finally, his church that he was a member of there as a slave, believe it or not, I know history's weird sometimes, uh, the church he was a member of uh, ordained him, ordained him into the gospel ministry. George Leal's owner freed him for the very purpose so he could go and preach the gospel. You know where George Leal first went to? He first went to the, the island of Jamaica after the plantations in his own area. Let me tell you something. God uses those who are busy right where they're at. He brought him to Jamaica. In eight years, history says, he, won the, he just about won the entire island to Jesus Christ in eight years. George who? <laughs> George Leal. A slave. A slave. What made, what made a difference in George's life? Well, the Christ who was born in Bethlehem was one day born in his life. You know what comes out of that? Hope. Hope. You know what kind of shows you? It doesn't really matter where you are in life, does it? 
doesn't matter what tri trials you're going through. It doesn't matter what inabilities you have. It doesn't matter uh, how much of a lineage you may not think you have. It doesn't matter uh, the, the mistakes or the... It doesn't, none of it matters, right? None of it matters if Christ has been born there because it's Him. It's absolutely Him. Yeah. The world may look at you as little and insignificant, right? But it's Christ that makes you great. Absolutely. You know, as we stop tomorrow and we're going to get together for Christmas, you know, I mean, we're not. I mean, you can come over. I think that'd be all right, but I don't think you are. But uh, it's crazy. I will warn you, it's nuts. 11 under 12 going, and they, you know, anyway, it's like insane. I have earplugs, so. But as we get together for Christmas, I hope you read the Christmas story. I hope you have a pattern of something like that. And uh, as you think of that, the greatest gift given to the world, of course, we know that we saw this morning, is Jesus Christ. And listen, that gift, that gift, you ever watch a gift change somebody's life? You ever see it? saw a video just the other day. This kid was walking down, going to work, and a guy in a truck stops and has a video going. He says, where are you going? He said, going to work. He said, before the video started, he goes, he saw the kid. He said, this guy walks past my house every single day. Young guy. He said, where are you going? Going to work. You, you walk to work? Yep. How long is it? I'm like two miles. Every day. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. He just had the kid had a great spirit about him, young guy. He goes, why aren't you driving? Ah, I don't have money for a car, but it's all right. You know, great. The guy went, you know, did went. He said, here, this car is yours. I'm giving it to you. And the kid, of course, goes, oh, you know. Couldn't believe it. No, it changed his life. Right. But hold on. The gift given to us, born in Bethlehem, changes eternity. Changes eternity. It changed your eternity. It changed my eternity. Can I tell you something? With God, all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. God, if you're breathing today... Some are barely. But if you're breathing, we got a lot of food. I get it. Okay, it's okay. God has a purpose in your life. He absolutely does. And if Christ has been born in you, if he has been born in you, I'm telling you what, the world can still be changed by your life. Your life, watch, your life, the gift born in you, your life, can be a gift to somebody else's. And it ought to be. It ought to be. Well, it's like, well, I just live here, and I just do this, and I just... Friend, how many people do you pass every day? You never know when one of them, the Holy Spirit of God is going to open up a door, right? Open up an opportunity to speak. Yeah. Well, I'm not good at that. It doesn't matter. The gift that was born in Bethlehem is born in you. And the same hope that comes out of the world is coming out of you. You have value. You have purpose. God is still in the business of calling those to himself and he uses us to do it. Bethlehem. Bethlehem. Yeah. Insignificant. But Jesus made it great. Can I tell you, we know what we are. And I don't know about you today, but I'm thankful. I'm thankful how God changes a life when he shows up. 
Father, thank you this morning for the reminder this afternoon, for the reminder, just a reminder, Lord, that we don't have to be much. We really don't. As long as you are in us and working through us, hope can go out of our life to a hopeless world. Lord, would you arrest us with that truth? Arrest our attention with that truth, God. That there is a lost and a dying world without hope that needs hope. And as long as you are in us, we can be that hope to those that you put in our path. We ask you to help us in that today. We thank you. Thank you for a good day today. We thank you for the Lord Jesus. We ask it in his name. Amen. We stand this morning, tonight, afternoon. The instrument's going to play. You know what? You know what to do. You spend time with the Lord today, would you? Is your life a gift to the world around you? No, you have that gift in you. He's born in you, right? You're born again to the Spirit of God. It's in you. Is your, is your, do you live your life as a gift to the world around you? Not like you're God's gift to the world. You know what I'm talking about. We'll be dismissed in a word of prayer this afternoon. And have a wonderful Christmas tomorrow. And, uh, and uh, we got the, got the, hopefully you get the whole day off. <laughs> so, and uh, we'll be back on Wednesday. And then next Sunday, uh, remember, Brother Sam Thomas will be here uh, for both services. Looking forward to that. If you would, uh, kind of be, be prepared to have a, a good word for him and a, and maybe a good, good roll of cash for him as well. Be a blessing to him, and uh, maybe you could help him. In-